Ladies and gentlemen, on this episode of Best of All Leading League Sports, also known as Balls, we talk about the World Cup. Messi and Argentina get the job done. And on top of that, we recap some of the best action from the World Cup and the tournament. On top of that, we have the UFC's final event of 2022 with Sean Strickland versus Jared Cannonier. I recap the card. And then on top of that, we have NFL comeback craziness. Vikings come back and overcome the largest deficit in NFL history. And on top of that, we have a lot of overtime and final minute thrillers here in the NFL. Stay tuned. Well, guys, I mean, this final right here was probably one of the most interesting, and this entire tournament was probably one of the most interesting I think we've ever seen. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into it. So, World Cup final, Argentina-France. Messi scores in the 23rd minute, and then Di Maria and Argentina put on one of the best counterattack goals in the 36 to go up 2-0 at the half. And France, to me, looked a little hesitant and reserved. They didn't look like they were attacking as much until later on in the game, as you guys know. In the 79th minute, Argentina had Otamendi foul Muani of France in the box in the 79th for a PK in which Mbappe scored in the 80th minute. Then in the 82nd, two minutes later, Mbappe scores again to tie. Then in the 108th minute of extra time, there was Messi who scored. And then in the 116th minute, eight minutes later, there was a handball inside the box for France. And Mbappe scored an, scored another, securing a hat trick to make it 3-3. Then Emmy Martinez, who was undoubtedly the hero of the tournament when it comes to Argentina's defense, had a heroic save in the 123rd to keep Argentina alive. Then Argentina secured the win, winning 4-2 on penalties. Guys... This final was one of the most back-and-forth games. I was watching the entire thing live. Um, <laughs> I, I stopped a few times by go using the restroom and getting water, of course. But it was one of the best games I think I've ever watched when it comes to the, you know, the sport of soccer or football or whatever you want to call it. But um, this tournament was definitely one of the most special. And on top of that, like the fact that Messi won the World Cup, he might have secured the final say in who's better between him and Ronaldo. Um, when it comes to Ronaldo, I mean, he's obviously a world-class talent. But take a look at what Messi has in his trophy case. He's He has the most Ballon d'Or wins in history with seven. He's a four-time Champions League winner, 10-time La Liga champion, and a and he's already a Copa America champion. And now he's he's already a World Cup, and now he's a World Cup champion. The only thing that eluded him from his trophy case, and he got it. But I mean, a lot of people are going to say that he's the greatest, or he the great, or he's the greatest, or he's the greatest. You know, there's that debate will never end. But I mean, Messi's legacy when it comes to being one of the greats of all time, he's in there. But I don't think he is the greatest of all time. He's one of them, but he's not the greatest of all time, if that makes sense. But that's just my opinion. He's probably the greatest we've ever seen when it comes to our generation, like my generation, for people who are 20 or you know younger, because they probably grew up watching Messi and. People People have grown up, you know, watching him all across the world. And this was by far one of the most, you know, memorable cups in history. I mean, look at look at this entire tournament. I mean, there was things going on outside of, of you know, the outside the field, outside the pitch. And there were Cinderella stories and storylines all over the tournament. Morocco was the Cinderella story of the tournament, as well as Japan. Both teams put up insane upsets. 
you know, Morocco beating Portugal, stunning Cristiano Ronaldo. You had Japan beating Germany. And then on top of that, you had Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. And then Argentina turned it around and won the cup. And Brazil was one of the favorites, and then they got stunned against Croatia. And then the World Cup just, it also just provided like a whole new spectacle for the future of United States soccer. I mean, say what you want um, about the team, but it's one of the youngest teams with one of the brightest futures we've seen in the most recent years when it comes to United States soccer. And, you know, we have a lot of talent. We have Pulisic and, you know, we have, besides besides him, we have other guys that are, you know, they're only in their 20s or like late, like early or mid 20s. And they're only going to be, you know, in their late 20s come the next cup. And that's going to be in North America. That's going to be in Mexico, Canada, and the United States, which I'm very excited for. That's probably going to be really fun. I hope I can go there um, when when it comes down to it. And I really want to, you know, provide content with you guys if I'm able to continue with the consistency of this podcast and everything like that. But um, anyways, guys, we're going to get into break. And then when I come back, we are going to be talking about the final UFC event of the year with Cannoneer versus Strickland. Stay tuned. In need of some really cool clothing and streetwear? Well, I have the perfect place for you. Hyped Experience and No Man's Land Vintage is the perfect source for all your vintage, pop culture, and streetwear needs. Follow No Man's Land Vintage and Hyped Experience on Instagram. This is all for people who live in the upstate of South Carolina. And trust me, guys, I go here all the time and it is incredible. They have such a variety of different kicks shirts, jerseys, everything that you want pop culture. They have old school stuff. And like I said, guys, I told my buddy Ethan, who actually runs one of these Instagram pages, guys, when you wear a piece of vintage, it's like wearing a piece of history. So come on down to these websites or on top of that, just follow them on Instagram. That is N-O-M-A-N-S-L-A-N-D-V-T-G, all one word. And on top of that, H-Y-P-E-D-E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E, all one word on Instagram. So ladies and gentlemen, the next thing that we're gonna get into is the UFC final event of the year, 2022. Guys, Cannoneer versus Strickland, very interesting fight. Um, they both kind of fought the same pace. I think they were both a little bit uh, intimidated of each other, but Cannoneer ultimately defeated Strickland by split decision with 49-46, which is very interesting. However, Cannoneer, he seemed to be more patient and he landed more significant strikes and more damaging shots to Strickland, but Strickland just didn't seem, you know, like going into a firefight after his last fight. And uh, um, in my opinion, I mean, he keeps out there with his jab and he does a really good job at keeping distance and he really frustrates his opponents whenever he goes up against them. But his biggest problem is that he he only had late bursts or late blitzes when it only came down to the wire. He wasn't so active like he should have been throughout the entire fight and especially against Jared Cannonier, who's one of the best punchers and one of the best, you know, power, power struck fighters in the UFC so for him I think Strickland just needs to go back to the drawing board and the the judges right there 49 46 I don't agree with the decision Uh, I felt like it was a lot closer than I thought it would be but um 49 46 definitely not exactly the the best type of result for this card and then also take a look at what else happened Drew Dober knocks out Bobby Green and ties Dustin Poirier for the most knockouts in lightweight history that was really big for them and I think Drew um, he called out Patty Pimblett a few a few days ago, um, and in my opinion, if he win, I mean, since he won this fight, if he probably wins his next fight, he's probably going to go into the to the top fifteen, or he might be going to the top fifteen right now. We don't know. 
And then for this car, there was four KOs and two decisions. And Armand Sarkurian of the lightweight division, he got back in the win column with a dominant victory. And it's great to see him because he's probably one of the next up when it comes to the title. I mean, he wants that rematch with Islam Makachev in which he took on short notice, which I believe it was only in two weeks back in like 2016. And, you know, he came out and absolutely just lit Islam on fire and, and he barely escaped with the win. So I think Sarkurian is probably going to be one of the best challengers for the new for the new champion if he gets past, you know, Alexander Volkanovsky in February. But guys, take a look at this. This card to end the year was not exactly bad at all. I mean, four KOs and two decisions, like I said, in the main card. That's pretty good. And then for, for the entire year, the UFC has been crazy. I mean, there's been ups and downs, injuries. There's been controversy. But that's, like, what we love about the UFC. And um, I'm excited to see stuff like that next year. And I think next year is going to be a whole lot better because there's there's a whole super fight to kick off within the first two months of the year. You have, you know... Volkanovski and Makachev, which is going to be one of the best fights of the entire year. And I can't wait to see, you know, Yaya Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. That's going to be a great fight. You have, you know, Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira. You have Moreno versus Figueredo 4, the first, you know, four-fight rivalry in the UFC. And that's going to be very interesting because we've never seen anything like that. But whoever wins this one is going to indefinitely you know, set a capstone of who is the true flyweight king. And I'm excited to see what the UFC brings to us next year because, I mean, hate it or love it, it's one of the most entertaining sports on the planet. But anyways, guys, I'm going to go to break. And now the last thing that we're going to be talking about is the NFL, so stay tuned. What's going on, guys? So are you in need of some new radio show fun or new music? Come on now, are you? I have the place for you, XLR Lander University Radio or XLRLanderRadio.com. From new shows to sports shows and to pop culture shows, XLR gives Lander University students the opportunity to share their talent and expertise. Follow graduates like Octane underscore XLR on IG as Brandon Blankenship covers uh, all things motorsports and off the bench XLR as Hayden Joyner discusses everything and anything in sports. Like I said, guys, go to www.xlr.com. XLR Lander Radio, all one word, dot com. Guys, what an insane weekend it was for the NFL. I mean, it was a crazy weekend and just a few crazy days of comebacks and just insane storylines. First of all, Dallas loses an OT versus Jacksonville. However, they did secure a playoff berth. Let's take a look at the game. Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson guy, gets it done. 318 yards, four TDs, and one INT. And then Dak Prescott threw for 256 yards with three TDs and two INTs. And he threw a pick late to give the Jags the win. Insane right there. We were watching that game live here in Jekyll Island, Georgia. That's where I'm currently at on vacation. And then the Bengals came back to beat the Buccaneers 34-23. The Patriots got stunned by the Raiders with the last second lateral back to Mac Jones in which he got stiff armed back to the Stone Age and the Bills won a thriller against the Dolphins 32-29 and then the Vikings completed the largest NFL comeback in history winning 39-36 in which Matt Ryan was at the helm and he has been the quarterback of two of the largest comebacks in NFL history and the Lions are on fire currently on a six game winning streak they have to win out their last three games in order to make 
a charge at the playoffs. And guys, the league has been heating up. And then tonight we obviously have the Rams versus Packers. It's going to be a very interesting matchup. But, I mean, it's just crazy to see these two teams. I mean, you have the likes of Aaron Rodgers, I mean, who has been struggling with, you know, the program of Green Bay. And then on top of that, you have the Rams, who have just been injury-ridden the entire time. And, uh, I mean, these two programs were expected to be, you know, top of the heap. You know, they were supposed to be, like, leading their conference or at least in the contention to lead their conference. And then, you know, everything happened, injuries. And apparently the Packers cut uh, Sammy Watkins earlier today. I saw that earlier. Um, but it's just a, a very big storylines when it comes to the NFL now. I mean, we only have two weeks left to play, and I'm very excited to see where, where it goes from here. And, you know, you have things heating up in the division. The Eagles are still rolling. They won again this week. Um, they've they've just done everything right. The Eagles have been doing all right. And then Jalen Hurts is currently in question to, uh, to play his next game with an injury. And, uh, I mean, I'm excited to see how far the, the league goes and – you know where everyone goes from here where the teams go i mean if the lions can come back from this this would be insane and the fact that they're on a six game winning streak compared to where they were i mean they're really turning it up and they have a bright future ahead of them but anyways guys thank you all for tuning in and i will talk to you guys next time peace